0: Okay, so Shalom Ubracha. We're going to continue with where we're holding in the Tikkun Akali. We're still stuck in the last one. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. The last one, number 10. But before that, a big insight I got on Shabbat now, <clears throat> with more clarification. <clears throat> we asked a few questions on Rav Nosl. First question, which we're going to go into now, and don't forget to remind me the second question at the end. First question is that Rabbeinu Rabbi Nachman here he gives us an order of the names of the ten types of song. And he picks this order, okay? And again, we said this many times, the order that he gives here is not the order if we want to parallel each type of song to the sfirot, which the Zohar does. The Zohar t- tells us what is bracha, what is ashray, what is maskil. So the Zohar, based on the on the order of the this there's a specific order. And Rabbeinu does not follow that normal order from ketir to malchut or from malchut to ketir. He does not follow that order, he has a different order, okay? So Rabbeinu we saw in this Lesson 92 Part 2, Rabbeinu starts with bracha and then he goes to Ashrei. And we asked, Rav Nosen switches the order, we asked this question many times. Rav Nosen does Ashrei, bracha, and then maskir, shir, nitsua, nigun tevira, odam mizmo, hallelujah. Those are the names of the 10 types of songs. and Rav Nosen switches the first two. The question is why? So. I got a bit more clarity, and again, everything is Bederch Evshan. Nothing is like this for sure is absolute. Everything we're giving over is just an idea to Mechazik the idea, not to create a new hanaga. It's like this Rabbi Rabbi Nachman in the Kutay Moran, he revealed the Tikkun Aklali, he said specifically, We said this a few times, right? Tikkunamikredayinem means rectification for chasa shalom, a chance emission, which is shogeg, shogeg. He didn't speak at all about mezid, chasa shalom, which is much worse, but we understood that the tikkunaklali can help even chasa shalom for situations of mezid, okay? But Rabbeinu didn't say it explicitly. Rav Nosen, though, in the prayer that he wrote after the tikkunaklali, he says there twice, anything Hashem that I blemished and become breed. Ben, ben shogeg, He says it all the way, Rav Nosen. Twice. He says anything that would have blemished Chassid unintentionally, intentionally, honest, you know, ratzon, willingly Chassid He went all the way. Ala kol him chol amar ben Rav Nosen, yes, opened the door that the Tikkun can help, can help, technically, for even the worst of blemishes. Rav Nossin is known for this. You have to understand something. Rav Nossin, he did not view Rabbi Nachman as, Rabbeinu, as just another Hasidic rabbi from Eastern Europe from the 1800s and that's it. And there was like a movement of Hasidim and some Khidu shei Torah and it would be meant to be continued like that. He didn't see Rabbi Nachman like that. Rav Nusin saw that this tzaddik is an outstanding light that was sent to the world to save the world, period. That's how he saw Rabbi Nachman. He says, everybody needs to hear this. What I'm hearing, what I'm seeing, what I'm getting here, it's can't be just for us a little group of shtetl, chassidim in Eastern Europe and that's it. This is to save the whole world what this tzaddik is revealing. That's how Rav Nusin viewed Rabbeinu. More than this, he viewed that the level of rachamim that Rabbi Nachman reveals in his teachings, and in the power of hope that no matter what a person has done, he can always come back, Rav Nossin saw that this message also has to be spread to the entire world. Because the majority of people, they get trapped very easily in Yehush because of high expectations whether it's high expectations from themselves, or whether it's of the family, or the Kehillah, or where they're from, that there's high expectations, and if I don't meet them, then I'm a total failure, and it's garbage, and I'm lost, and I'm out of the picture. Rav Nossin back then saw this as a, a problem beginning, with especially the young people in his time, and he said that this is the, probably the Makkah of the generation of Yerush. And this tzaddik is revealing that there's hope, even though, Rabbi Nachman would say only one, two, three, let's say, Rav Nussin, the way he understood Rabbi Nachman, said it continues, five, six, seven, eight, nine, goes on to a million. In other words, his teachings keep on applying no matter how far and how low the situation, okay? So Rav nosin viewed Rabbi Nachman's teachings as hope for anybody, period. Sorry. Once Rav Nosen said about himself, I can find merit in the biggest sinner who even transgressed the whole Torah 800 times, he said. Why? And I can. he said, I can fill in many, many, pages of good points of even the biggest sinner who transgressed the Torah in times. Why? Because I know what a has to go through in life. I know the difficulties he has to go through in life. They said that when before he passed away, he passed away on Friday afternoon, right before Rik Benzhin, right before candle lighting on Aserah And right before he passed away, he was saying over and over again, Chanun HaMar, hamar, hamar Which translates as Chanun, the compassionate one who's abundant in forgiving. Baruch Hashem, Chanun HaMar Be'ed So a later Breastever pointed out the gematria of Chanun HaMar Be'ed is exactly 500, Nossin. Nossin is 500. Chanun HaMar Be'ed is 500. So Rav Nossin's whole inyan was hinted to in his last words. And that was his inyan. To give a person, even the worst sinner, the biggest chances in life. If you take a look, you compare Likutei Moran to Rav Li Likutei al they're, in a way, worlds apart. Rabbi Nachman Likutei Moran is giving us a perspective of what's happening in the world, what's life, what's the goal, and to give us a direction for, for therapy, for, for healing, for coming close to Hashem. This is the Moran. It's a guideline on how to become a tzaddik, how to become a Jew. Rav Nosan Likutei Al-Achot, it's mainly built for people who are in the middle of the battle and going through all their ups and downs, his main message is the people who are always going down and down and down and down to be able to meet Chazik to just get back up and to start again and to continue going until you eventually make it. Two extremities. Ibn Nachman is going up, up, higher levels, higher levels, higher levels. It gives you a, it uh, gives you a direction. That's what you need in life. You do need that. You need to know what direction I'm taking. And Rav in his writings is while doing this battle, you're going through many ups and downs. You need the chizuk to hold on no matter what you're going through. So this is Rav all whole Enya. With that said, we can go a step further and show that even though Rabbeinu in the Kuti Moran, he illustrates a bad situation, but it's not the worst, but it was a common situation in his time already, that people have what's called a Karelai Lachas that they're not intentional sinners, but people have it happening. He said in Rabbi Nachman in his time in the book, that two-thirds of the world or three-fourths of the world or the, the two-thirds or three-fourths of the world they're already trapped in his time early 1800s people already have this problem back then Yiddin, the Yiddish world, the Jewish world two-thirds or three-fourths of the world they have this difficulty they have this problem, that's in Rabbeinu's time you know we think they're all tzaddikim back in 1800 they were tzaddikim but they had problems so he gave an advice for a common situation but it's not the worst Rav Nossin, though in his prayer, he gives us an opening that the tikkun haklali, the Rabbi Nachman revealed, can go even all the way. We went into this a few times, that it's not like a person, magic, that a person can be the biggest sinner, and he just says, tikkun haklali, everything's okay. You need kharata. I'll go over this, uh, this idea, I mentioned it a few times. What the tikkun haklali does is it smashes the wall of the klipa. The klipa, she's called, lamid yud, lamid yud. Tav she steals the holy sparks of a man from the Zerah Levatala, and they're trapped there, okay? So, <clears throat> when it's a laila, Rabbi Nachman says, you have to be careful on the same day to say Tikkun HaKlali. Why? Because if it's the same day, and it's fresh, these sparks, they don't want to be there still. They're, they're trapped. So, if you smash the wall, they'll want to come out. But if you pass the day, or kosher, we understand from the Zohar, if it's Bemezid, they Im- immediately, after the day passes, if it's shogeg. And Mazid, instantly, they become a Mazike Amad, became demons and forces of destruction. And they don't want to leave, they want to be like that. Because Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 141, that it's, it, they're having, it's, it's fun for them, it's great to be a, a destroyer. It's power, it's authority, it's energy, it's doing bad. Like the Nazis, they were able to do anything they wanted, so they did bad, they did crazy things against the Jews, because no one could stop them, so let's enforce all the way and be cruel and wicked and torture, not just to kill people, but to give it to them, you know, peel off their skin and make soap bars out of the children, crazy things that you can't imagine human beings could do. And they did, because they have they have permission. And the Nebuchadnezzar's army also, the Roman army, all the pogroms What they did, not just to kill Jews, but to kill them in a very bad way, and to cause them, because that's the expression of power. That's the mazikim also, they have, that, they have that power, and they like it. So Rabbeinu says in lesson 141, that it's not enough just saying the Tikkun let's say. That will smash the wall of the klipa. But if they don't want to come out, they want to stay there, what did you accomplish? So for that, you need charata. If the father has charata, so then that lesson 141, he says, Umal Hashem et ve ve'et levav zarecha. That Hashem will circumcise your heart. And if your heart is circumcised, ve'et levav zarecha. Also the, the hearts of all of your seed the, Rabbi Nachman points out the pasuk doesn't say banecha your physical children it's seeds directly. to indicate wherever they went if they became human children or chasrashan a person had wasted seed they're all his children they're all his children therefore if they're all his children they're still connected to the father and he's, the pasuk teaches if the father has mal ashem et his heart is the foreskin is removed and he has heartache. Charata. it has a rippled effect on anyone who came from that that, that man, whether it's physical children or on the other side but you need charata, okay? we went into this a little in the past who says my charata is enough for billions and billions of seed to wake them up to do tshuva? how, how do I know that my little bit of charata is enough? this is the idea of traveling to Uman and having the charata by the tzion of Rabbi Nachman, saying the tikkun there and trying to commit oneself to become a better Jew from now on and have a regret so the tzaddik is able to take the person's charata, if it's up to number 10 and to multiply it to a billion let's say in order that should, yes it should help, that's his promise, that's what Rabbi Nachman's promise when it comes to my caver, I will pull him out of the worst geinam, no matter what he may have done even the worst destructive things in the world if he just wants to take upon himself to be a better Jew, he will has, has his promise to pull that person out of Gayanam and to fix the damage caused as a result, also. So, this, uh, going back, this has how Rav Nosin viewed the Rebbe and his teachings. That in this case, also, it's not just for Shogeg, which is what Rabbi Nachman said explicitly in the Qutimran. But it's also for Hazin, as Reb Nossin hints in the prayer. In his prayer, he hints that it's b'on We said that, okay? So now, Rabbi Nachman, even though he didn't say explicitly, the, the Rabbi says it in lesson 20, 205, Rashe, that the tailing the, 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 the kapitlich of tailing they can fix even more than shogig. Where did he say that? Take a look, if you have, you can. In Rishe, the Kutemoral lesson Rishe. So at the end of the first paragraph. At the end of the first paragraph in Torah Reshe. Okay? The very end of the first paragraph, it's on page Kufiudbet. Kiev. <laughs> Kiev. Okay? So on the, f- the end of the first paragraph of Torah Reiche, he says that the the, the sec- third line down the second line from the from the end. You got it? Rishe, comma. Okay. Vezeh Le David maskil, Simanu Eishel, Kuti Moran Eishel. Right? The Torah begins Tikkun LeNikru Laila. Right? So the end of that first paragraph. Vezeh le David maskil. This is the idea of what it says in the second chapter of the Tikkun Haklali, chapter thirty-two. LeDavid maskil. Right? Av David a maskil, intellectual song. Ashrei Nesui Pesha. Fortunate is the one whose pesha has been lifted up. So Rabbi Rabbeinu the Rabbi points out, Ashrei wow. Pesha, immorality. That it's subdued through the concept of the David Maskil Wait a second. What's Pesha? Pesha is not Shogeg. The Gmaran Yoma shows us what's Chet, what's Avon, and what's Pesha. Chet is Shogeg, Avon is Mezi. Isha is even worse than Meizid. That's mered, mored. He's a rebellious. A person is doing out of rebellion. That's even worse than than Meizid. And yet, Rabbi Nachman says that's Rashayat Edward Naaf. Nikhna, it's subdued. It's fixed. Subdued idea. So Rabbi Nachman hints that Ashray Davka, which we said corresponds to the Nigun of Keter. Keter. Is needed when a person, God forbid, is chayav karet. Karet is the same light as keter. When a person, chasa shalom, is deserving of karet because of what he's done in life, so regular tshuva won't help him. He needs the light of keter to shine upon him to turn the karet into keter. Okay? So the source, that's the, the root of tshuva, normally tshuva is associated with bina, but in the case of someone who's gone all the way, minus 50 plus, <laughs> so he needs the light of keter to activate rectification. In this context Ashrei we said from the Zohar, is the type of nigun that corresponds to Keter. We said Asherah is the letters Rosh Yud what's on the top of the Yud. Yud in the Kabbalah is Chokhmah, So Ashrei Rosh Yud on top. Okay? So Ashrei, Rabbi Nachman points out is the type of nigun, can help even for worse than mezid. So with this you can understand why in the prayer of Nelson's prayer on the Tikun Haklali, he switches the order. He says Ashrei and then Bracha. His intent is not Chas Shalom to change the order of the Tikun Haklali. Rabbi Nachman set the order of the Tikun Haklali: Bracha, Ashrei, Maske. Right, Chapter Michtam LeDavid, Chapter Sixteen, and then Chapter Thirty-Two. However, when it comes to rectification, it happens what's called Lemafreya, retroactively. The person who's Pagum Chas Shalom B'Mezit it's once already bracha is activated, you have to get the ashray, then that starts the tikkun for the person who was chayav and karat. The tikkun is when you say the whole ten chapters, but each chapter really activates one sephira, one nigun, whatever it's happening, until all ten are built, then boom. But Rav nosin is writing, hinting, ashray before bracha, to hint that even the person who's pagum bemezid, bepesha, of the worst, even such a person, the Tikkun Kali can help if he's determined enough and he really regrets. Right? The main regret, believe it or not, for someone who's been done such a pigam, is he can say that prayer. That prayer that Rav Nussan wrote after Tikkun Kali for someone who is so pagumi, he blemished even the or whatever This prayer has the power to open up the heart literally to make a person cry endlessly <laughs> like crazy if he really f- wants to feel the pain and damage done by what he's done and to really start again this is an amazing prayer to activate charata which is needed which is needed and so I'm also put it in this in this prayer okay it's really, really long, it's long <laughs> but it can be said slowly and in pieces that like we said a person could take his time to say it he needs a, a person has a really bad situation in life just to take the day off to focus on saying it word for word. Mamash by Rabbi by Yochai by Umman alvai alright? But to go to a place of kedusha, if it's the kotel or the forest alone, just to say it anywhere, anywhere, it's not limited. But that prayer has its power to do that visitation. That's 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 the idea of charata Alright? It's eleven paragraphs. Oh, wow. But 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 once you once your heart is aroused, you don't want to wow, stop. You don't want to stop. And we need that. We need the heart of a person to be aroused to fix this, okay? So that's on the side showing you the greatness of Rav Nosen. and this is a possible explanation why Rav Nosen switches the order. It's very hard to say that there was a typo, a typing error in the prayer, because this prayer has been around for 160 years, been reprinted all over in Poland, in Hungary, in Yerushalayim, you know, for over 150 years, and it's so obvious. Because uh, people know off by heart the names and order of the 10 types of Niguni. And they say off by heart the rest of the verse. Asher, Bracha, and they follow order. And they know that, they, can't, and they know that Rabbeinu in the and, in Sadiq Bey, he gives a different order. And yet, no one pointed out as a typing error. It's so clear. So it seems this is the order of no sin pointed in. Okay? Number two, in the prayer, I know we didn't go into this together. I want to give another share. In the prayer this prayer of the Tikkun I wish I had in front of you right now, but uh, in the back of the prayer, towards the end, Rav nosen says like this. He says, mm-hmm. We should be zokhe to the ten types of nigun that subdue and fix the Gamma Brit. Kaamur, like it says. And then he goes through all these ten psukhim here. And if you go back to Tzadik Bet. He goes through all these ten psukhim. He brings the first pasuk here in Tzadik Bet. back to Tzadik Bet in Yana. For bracha, avarechet Hashem asher yatsani aflot, and then he says, He goes through all the psukim that Rabbi Nachman brings. The rabbi brings 10 psukim, 10 types of nigun. After Rav Nosen gets to Hallelujah, which is Shekra Achen, Vehevela which is the hint to Hallelujah. We went into this. Then Rav Nossin all of a sudden adds these words, V'neema, and it says, and he brings the whole chapter, 150. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, b'kocho, Hallelujah, b'keozo. Rav Nosin, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you trying to tell us? Rav Nossin, he could have just brought what the Rebbe brought, 10 psukim. That's it. That's what Rabbi Nachman said. He brought 10 psukim to show the idea that the 10 types of nigun, they fix in the taqe and Okay, you did it. Why are you adding all of a sudden, v'ne mm-hmm. Hallelujah. It shows us there's something very, very deep in this chapter. We're gonna need a tikkun akali in front of us. It, it can't be, because uh, mine is all the way there. We going have a tikkun akali? you have someone, someone that has tikkun akali? A breast liver should always have a tikkun akali on uh-huh. him. Okay, remember that, that's a rule. Rule number one, to be a breast liver, you have to carry with you and yeah, yeah, akali in, in, in each car, in each bedroom. In each office, in each pocket, in each jacket, everything has to have a Ticonderoga in there. You must have a Ticonderoga, right? Yeah, I assume you do. Or at least it's nowhere. Fine. Yeah, they're also hidden it somewhere. <laughs> you can't find tic-taclale. I can't That's believe it. it. Busha, it's in the back of every every breast of <laughs> safer normally. Yeah. <laughs> for, pull out any breast of safer except for the Kiteiran. It should be in the back. Yeah. Check there. A, it should be there. Am I right? Let's no, see. It's, it's a cheap uh, print. They don't put it in. Okay, there we go. That's so nice. so <laughs> Okay, so we'll do this off by heart. This chapter. You said you have one here. Yeah, somewhere in that, somewhere out there, I forget it. That's my Becca Share's somewhere folded, whatever. I'll, I'll set off by heart. Okay, yeah, you have Tillman. If you have Tillman, him, Tillman's also okay. I just uh, uh, said the last capital. Hallelujah. 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 hallelujah, all right, you have it, Take care. very good, okay, there you go. so if Rav Nosen did this, if he did this, that means this oh. chapter has a lot in it, this chapter of the Tikkun chapter 150, has in it a hint to all the 10 types of nigun. why? We'll try to go into why afterwards. But let's examine this chapter. We're going to have to examine this chapter, kufnun, together. Yeah, no, 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 how, okay. how one? Everyone, so everyone, so take a look, okay, so you can follow with me. Let's look at this chapter very carefully, okay? Hallelujah. It starts off do, hallelujah, you, do you want one? Sure. and it ends well, with well, hallelujah. Yeah. The first word is hallelujah, right. and the last word is koana shamaha ta'alika hallelujah. Right. Take out right. those right. two, 1.5. One, one, right. Three, okay. So take out those two. Wait. wait, wait. Chapter one, Kufnu, two. the last chapter yeah, yeah. of the Teknokalavi. Take out the first Hallelujah. Hallelujah okay. El Hallelujah. Take out the first Hallelujah. Okay. Take out the last, Kol Nashemata Ka Haleluka. Okay. The Gemara says, Rosh Hashanah Daf Lamit Bet, that you have here 10 times, Haleluhu. Hallelujah El Bikocho is like a type of Halel. Halelu Berke that's 2. two. Hallelujah Berke 3. Hallelujah of Good Law, 4. Hallelujah Berke Shofar, Hallelu So the Gemara says in a few places, a few opinions. Number one, this is why we we blow ten shofar blasts in total on Rosh. Hashanah. Tarat, Tashat, Tashrat is ten. Plus why we have to bring ten Psukim from Malchuyot corresponding to these ten Hallelujah, and they also they correspond to the ten dibrot, the ten aserta dibrot, the ten ma'marot she aolam, okay? and also the ten sfirot. so that the Gemara goes into these ten the opening and the closing are opening and closing that's what they are, it's an opening, hallelujah is a pticha, so it's not one of them and kol ha'shemah is finishing the whole book of Talim, so it's not one of the ten with them there's twelve, but we're not looking at that what's the actual bulk of the chapter These ten, okay? look into these ten you see something also interesting Hallelujah, Bekocho. kocho. Hallelujah, birkiyah uzo. Hallelujah, Hallelu Hallelujah, ke kaf kirov Four terms, right, of command. Hallelujah, praise Hashem in His holiness. Kocho is referring to the angels who dwell in the realm called kodesh. And then Hallelujah, Birki'a uzo. Those angels who dwell in the Rikiah, the firmament of Uzo. Hallelujah, Those angels who are in the, the level of gvura, they do out the actual force. And then Hallelujah, Gudlo, though like like his abundant goodness, which is Chesed. Okay, that's a question in itself. What are these for? But then after that, all of a sudden, it starts musical instruments. Hallelujah, Bete, kashofar, Nevel, Nevil, Chinor, Machol, Minim, Ugav. Tzitzel Shama, Tzitzel Trua. Nine instruments. Nine instruments. The Radak brings a rule. The Radak says whenever you have mentioned teka shofar alone, it includes automatically also chatsotzrots, horns. Because you have some psukim that say ve'kol shofar hashem. So that with that there's ten. Number number ten invisible is chatsotzrots. Which correspond to we can say the what's called mamar satum. The 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 mm-hmm. you Remember says there's ten am- basar mamarot nivra alam. The world is created with ten statements. You, yeah. the, the, the the mishnah says bahalo. You count that there's only nine. So bereshit is called mamar satum. Mamar satum. It's it's a mamar but it's covered up. It's covered yeah. up yeah. because Rabbi Nachman explains it gives life and nourishment to all the evil. How could you say that avodah is rooted in holiness. That, that's Tarte desatred. To say that something tame and impure, is rooted, created by God, it's like, contradicts. You know, Hashem created the Tuma to exist, something which is against Him. Hashem created the ideology to exist. So it's not fair and not right to say this was created from Hashem. So we say it was created from Hashem, but indirectly, hidden. You can't figure it out. That's Ma'mar Satu. Ma'mar satum gives life to everything that is impure. In our context, even the people who have fallen into minus 50 of Tuma or whatever, that they have no right to survive and to exist after what they've done and everything. So their, their nourishment comes from the Mammar Satum. Their continuity in existence and their hope is from the Mammar Satum. And that's the hidden, that's why it's hidden, because it shows it's not not, not, it's not mentioned openly. So you have with Chatzatsrot ten musical instruments, and then you have these four terms: Kocho, Rikiauzo, Gvrotav, Kiro Gudlo. What's going on here? In total there's ten, nine which is invisible invisible ten, Ten plus four, that's fourteen. What is this number fourteen and it's broken on this way? So again, this is just a hint. Rabbi Nachman said that the the ten chapters, the ten types of song, are broken into a song called Shir Pashut, Kaful, Mishulash Merubah. It's a song which is single-fold, double-fold, triple-fold, quadruple fold. This idea is from the Zohar. The Zohar says we expand Hashem's name in this format. Everything in the world was created from Hashem's four letters. Yud, ke, Vav, Ke. Everything. Right? The Zohar explains how the Yud is Chochmah. The first He is Bina. Okay? Vav is what's called Zaranpin, The sixth lower spherot, And He, the final He is the Malchut. Okay? And the spitz on the Yud is the Keter. It's called the Kotsa. The Yud is a there's a Kotz, those Kotz of Rabbein Utam, which is on the bottom. And there was, when the Sofa writes a Yud, there's the little Spitz on the bottom. On, on the top of the Yud, there's a Spitz going down like and the Spitz going up. Huh? It's like three different opinions. <laughs> words, <right? laughs> okay, that Spitz, he says, is the Keter. Okay? It's, it's hidden in the letter Yud, but those four letters, Bidvar Hashem, in the d that came out of Yud Kevav ke, that's how you can interpret it. Not just the word of Hashem. But in the var coming from Hashem's names, letters Yud Kevav K, Shemaim piv everything is from Yud Kevav K. Ke, fine. So if that's the case, the Zohar expands the Hashem's letters to show that everything emanates from these four letters. When you do it, Yud, Yud K, Ke, Yud Kevav, Yud Kevav K, Ke, you have there the number ten, which is the makeup of the ten Svirot, the makeup of the ten Mamarot, the ten utterances of the creation, so everything comes out. There's a redundancy of Yud, also like in the shofar, you have Tashat, Tarat, I have again Tkia so many times, I have Shrime so many times, and I have Chua so many times, what's going on here? But that's the thing, that even though there's a redundancy, it represents something else, so you have Yud, and then I have again Yud, K, and I have again Yud, K, Vav, and then again Yud, it's the same Yud, but because of its positioning, it's a Yud, yes, but as a different configuration to it, connected to the letter Yud. You have Hey there twice, Yud, Yud, K, Yud, K, Vav, sorry, three times, sorry, Yud, K, Yud, K, Yud, K, vav, yud, k, vav, k. So again, it's the same first day, but it's in its positioning, it gives a different mm-hmm. configuration. So this is how, the, na- the also the, the 10 types of song, they're broken down into these four groups. You have, we went at this a little bit last time, you remember? We did Ashrei, Bracham, right? right? We went into the, the, that thing right. about the 10 types. So those songs, which correspond to one, and then one, two, one, two, three, they all have a connection. We saw that. Keter, Chochma, Bina, Malchut, and then the three, Netzachod Yesod. Okay, we went into that. Fine. So this chapter is so big. Ravnosin is trying to tell us something. What? We don't know. We're going to try to figure it out. But it seems that in this chapter, you have combined... The four, the sheer Pashut, kaful Meshulash merubam, plus the ten types of song, but this time in the format of instruments. Okay, so let's go into this a little. Hallelujah El And by the way, just want you known, in Uman in Rosh Hashanah by the breast of Nusach Rosh Hashanah, the Chazan he sings like this. He says Hallelujah Hallelujah, Hallelujah Hallelu hallelujah and then everybody together starts, Hallelujah betek They start all together from Te Shofar. So it's amazing, it's just an observation how you have a, the breakage of the four, and then these nine, which are really ten, in the Nigu that they sing it. So there's something here. Again, again we're trying to trying Ramazim, but there's something here. It seems Kodesho, in the Kabbalah, Kodesh is always the mentalities. Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Hashem tzvakot melochatz kevodo. Why three times kadosh kadosh kadosh? That's or keter chokhma bina or chokhma bina dat. And in, in those sidurim that have Kavanot and Arizal, so you see that they do kadosh 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 to the three mentalities. It's called kadosh holy. In the Kabbalah, is always referring to the mentalities, the brain, the mind. Keter is the skull. Chokhma bina, chokhma is knowledge and wisdom, understanding, the migdad. Okay. So we said of the of the song yud yud ke yud ke vafker one one two one two three. There are four which are under one, we saw. Kete, Chochmah, bina and Malchut. Okay? So that could be the first group here. El Bekotsho is the first group. And then rikia Uzo. What's Uzo? Rabbi Nachman teaches Boaz. The Gemara says, why is Boaz called Boaz? Boaz and roots, Because Bo, Oz, he has in him strength. What strength? Yeah. He had the opportunity to sleep with roots before, right? And he held himself back. And the Rashi, they say, he had a big test. You know, when she came to his feet in the middle of the night, he was sleeping in his barn, mm-hmm. watching his wheat, his, his, his he, the, the barley, whatever. She came dressed up beautifully and everything, rude, and she she uncovered where he was the blanket, where his, his feet were, and she went next to sleep next to his feet. So it says, Pet. she said that that he put his hand, it was dark in the room, there was no light, he was sleeping. So he put his hand on her head to see that it was a woman. He felt that it was a woman. Okay, but the word vailapet, the Gemara says that he had such an arousal that his uh, his organ became a heart like a lefet. A lefet is like a turnip. <laughs> it became like a turnip. Lefet, okay? To say that he was being tested. His, his oh, ever. A, 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 a turnip. A turnip is a type of uh, a radish where it's purple oh. and white this guy's cracking up uh. <laughs> purple and white yeah. oh, a turnip yeah, yeah. people do not why the, the Ashkenazim like putting them in soups you know uh, that, <laughs> turnip soup okay okay so the Gemara says that he became like a lefet his skin his yeah. organ became harder because you're single because your wife just passed yeah. away she's single she's a, she's a Gjord and she's an Almana so just be together what's the problem and he held himself back he swore to her so his test was really, really big. Because he passed that test, he's called Oz, strength. So Rabbeinu, the Rabbi shows that Oz, when you see the mention of Oz, it's referring to Kedushat HaBrit, Yisod. Okay? So Rekiah Uzo, rakia is the firmament, holding up the Oz. In the Kabbalah, in the maps I showed you once, if you remember, what holds up, Yisod is the Brit. What holds up the Brit? The two legs. two legs are Netzach, and yesod, ehod, netzach, Od yesod. So we said in the last class, if you remember, okay. the, netzach, the, the three songs parallel to netzach, od yesod, they're, they're, the, they're the twos, you have one one two one two three one two three four three times the number two, and we saw the correlation that correspond to netzach, Od yesod. So Rikia uzo, can be a hint to those three, which I mentioned, the number two, which is, which is mentioned three times in the, in the Tikkun HaKlali. In other words, the two, yeah. one, two, three, one, two, three, four, okay? So that's your Kiyah Uzo. Gvurotav. What's Gvurotav? Gvura is gvura. gvura. Chesed also is Gvura. Why? Rabbi Nachman says on lesson five, Bi gvurot yesha yemino. The way of Chesed is and to be vura. revealed through Gvura. 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 Right. Bi gvurot in the Gvura is the Yesha, the salvation of the Yamin, the right side, which is the Chesed. So in a sense, Chesed comes out through Gvura. Right. Hashem wants to give you good. He smacks you in the face a little, and he sends you the, the smarties. He smacks when well, he's smacking you. He sends you the bracha on the chef when you're not paying attention. That's how Chesed works. Okay, so Gvurotav and then Kerov Gudlo. This is a khidush again. It's all we're just trying to figure this out. Kerov Gudlo is the one that's left, which is Tiferet, in the fourth one. One, one, two, three, one, two, three, four. Four is the last Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and, and, the, and the the Zohar says is corresponding to Tiferet. Tiferet is the Midavu of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov, you know, is the anti to Esav. He's the antithesis to Esav. What did Esav say to Yaakov? Yeshli rav. Right? Okay. And, 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 and Yaakov says, I have enough. Yeshli, yeshli dai. I forgot the wording in the passage. You remember in he told him, I have. I don't have. I have what I need, Rashi ah, says. But right, Esav spoke like about Gaivah. Yeshli rav. I have a lot. He spoke like in grandiose yeah, terms. Yeshli rav as Kerov, Keh, everyone doesn't have a a K Bekocho, have Uzo, Bikvorotav, care of good law that which is facing the one, the grandiose one, care like, who's opposing the one who's Balgaiv and he says, Rav, I have a lot and a lot who, who speaks like that, which is Asa. so this is referring to Yaakov Avinus Tiferet okay, so this is just a quick insight on these four, that these four ending to the song which is Pashut Kaful Meshul Hashmerubah and it's in this one chapter and then it starts going into the ten instruments okay. we're not going to through everything, but just to start, I, I, I wrote down just a bit of a correlation, we see here like we saw with the ten sons of Haman, if you remember that year yeah. that these ten instruments follow the order if we want to follow the order of the ten types of song in this Sfirot in the format that Rabbeinu presents in the Tukunakali and not the standard order of Keter, Chochmah, Bina, Chesed, Givorah, Tiferet, Netzachot, Yesod, Malchut, or the opposite. It's Rabbeinu's order of Ashre Bracha, Bina, Keter, Yesod. We went into this many times, remember? Up, down, up, down, up, down. So, you remember? It was, it was Bina, Keter, uh, Yesod, Chokma, Netzach, Chesed, Malchut, Hod uh, Gvura Tiferet. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> okay. Yes. I hope I'm right. I'm, all this is—we hope we're just on the right direction in explaining it, because that's all we want—is that it should be explained properly. What, it? what? I don't know. It's based on. Listen, we're over two years now working on this. It's crazy, and there's a lot of things that come up. Wow. And I hope is that Hashem we're on the right track. Fine. So now, if we take the ten, ten these instruments here, right? Let's follow. Let's say it follows the order. Okay, we can already see a few things. We'll go into a few of them. For the invisible uh, instrument is chatzotzrot. Like the Radak says, the Radak brings us rule that chatzotzrot and tikka shofar. Tika chatzotzrot we can say corresponds to the Keter, because we said it's chetz rats. chatzotzrot. Chetz is an arrow, Rats, chatzotzrot it runs. Uh. Why does it run? Because the light of Keter is that it goes down ten sfirot and goes right back up. It doesn't stay, it doesn't have a presence. In the Kabbalah, the Keter shines its light into all the, the nine spheres below it, and it goes right back up. 10 plus 10 is 20. That's why Keter starts with a Kaf. Kaf is Gematria 20. So that the, 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 the word Keter starts with a Kaf, shows its makeup is connected to the number 20. So in a sense, it's the invisible sphera. You can say that's Chatzot's Rot. Ashray, the nigun type of ashray is associated with a chatzot zrot. level, what is a It's like a bugle. It's, a, it's like the chatzot they sounded before Rosh Rabbeinu. and shofar sound the same. There's only one monotone tune. That's it. Okay, like a shofar. A shofar has, and it's just how you frequency it. Like you can do with the, with, the, with the horn. You can do the exact same thing. I don't know if you've ever seen an actual silver mm-hmm. uh, uh, bu- uh, uh, what, what's, the, what's the word? Uh, not a bugle, what's the word I just used in? Uh, horn, horn, that's the word it's like a silver horn they, they have here, they used to have here every week uh, davening from Israel by Shimon HaTzadik, next to the cover of Shimon HaTzadik mm-hmm. there's another me'ara called me'ara ta'sanadjuna katan the tradition is that the tsanadjuna of Yerushalayim not the big din but the Beit of Islam, which consists of 21 no, Dayanim, so one of them is buried next to, the group of 21 are buried next to the care of Shimon HaTzadik. However, unfortunately about 150, 200 years ago, British and French archeologists went in, took out all the bodies. They excavated, they took out everything, right. left nothing behind. It is by a few places in Yisraeli, yet also further, not so far from Shimon HaTzadik, you had there the graves of the rich Jews of Yerushalayim, Kalba Savuah, Nakdimon Ben-Gurion, Hinnia Malka, they're all buried together. So the archaeologists went in, took out everything, all the bones and everything. They were looking, that's what they do. And the Jews couldn't stop them, the Jews were there at the time, they had permission, whatever, which government, I don't know which government gave them permission, but they did this. Whatever they were looking for, maybe they're looking for treasures because they figured by Kalba Savuai was so rich, Namdimon good news, okay, that they were, they were buried with riches. They would assume, like, you bury the, the, the Goyish kings, they bury them with their crown and their jewels. So they figured by the Jews, they're maybe the same thing. They don't know that Jews are buried simple. You don't bury a, a Jew with crowns and diamonds and stuff like that, no, okay? So, uh, so uh, you have there the Sanhedrin in uh, Akatan. They took out the bodies, but the Arizal says, that wherever a tzaddik was buried, even if you take out the bones afterwards, the place retains its initial kedushah. Even if you take out the bones of a tzaddik from a place, that place has initial kedushah. You can't say, well, he's not here anymore, so we can, you know, we can desecrate it and act uh, very very loose about it. There is a type of kedushah there. It's a halakha thing. I mean, you do that in order to build, you want to build the road and everything, so you move the bones. So, what about the place now? So, there is a dune in halakha. But they say, initially, if now the body was taken out without permission and everything, so that the Kedusha of the Tzaddik is still absorbed in the earth and everything. Yeah, there's a thing like that. So because of that, then a group of wrestlers would go there every week, and they would daven from Israel, they say all types of tehillim, and then say like about 500, 600 names for zivugim, for people who need refuah, for people who need to have children. It was a big thing. I used to go a few times. So in the middle of the davening, they would blow both shofarot, and horns. They had special silver, pure silver horns that they blew. Okay? It was amazing so, so to hear them. Long. Yeah, yeah. There's an inyan to do like the chatzatzotwat kesef of Moshe Rabbeinu. So they had these like uh, horns made of silver. It was amazing. No. It was amazing to hear it. So the horn, going back, has a very flat, straightforward tone. That's it. You, know, you, can't, you can't play with it. It's like the keter, in a sense. It's just one note and that's it. You can't do anything else. The shofar also. Tka, right? Hallelujah, beteka shofar. Take a shofar. Can you play? Can you play the blues on a shofar? You can't play the blues on a shofar. It's one tune. That's it. I can break it down. I can do tkiyah, shrine, true, But it's one note. The yeah. shofar and the chatzotzrot. So chatzotzrot is this high ligun called Ashrei. Ooh, it's nothing. Okay, it's nothing. It's just one singular unit. That's keter. That's say. teka shofar. Shofar always in the Kabbalah is bina. Bina, that's in the Kabbalah. So take a shofar as bracha, the next type of meaning which corresponds to Bina. Nevel, what's a nevel? Hallelujah, nevel, bechinor. It's a whole machlokin in the commentaries on Tanakh and in the Gemara. But the most best conclusion is a nevel is a fiddle, a violin, and chinor is a harp. Okay, got that? As opposed to modern Hebrew, where chinor is a violin. The kinor, it says the kinor on the head over David and Melech, he would wake up with the kinor. It can't be just a fiddle, because how does the air push easily the strings on a fiddle? What makes sense is it was a harp, where the strings are exposed to the wind. Okay? Kinor shel David. So kinor David was a harp. Okay? And the Gemara goes into that to say, yes, the maskana is that it was a harp. Okay? So nevel is similar to a harp, but it's a violin. They both have strings. Just the violin strings are on a bass, on a wooden bass. The harp has the bass on the bottom of the string and at the beginning of the string, but the strings are exposed to the air. And they both have different tunes, different melodies, fine. Right? So Nevel, it's called Nevel. Why is it called Nevel? The violin is called the Nevel because this music emanating from a violin is so beautiful, it's so powerful, it makes all other instruments look like a Nevela. A nevela is like, Ech. you know, it's tilted A, if you notice, by musicians and everything. The Spitz is a violinist. They have concerts with just a violinist. If you notice, it's like the master violinist. The violin in music till today is given almost paramount importance. It's something big. After that is the, is the piano, which is, we're going to go into that. It's probably the UGav eventually. We're we'll going to go into that. But the idea of a violin, first of all, the, I even heard this. According to the Kabbalah, they say the violin has the most, drawing power on a person. has the power to draw a person more than any other, any other, any other musical A violin takes you away. Literally takes you away. So in our context, Nevel, which is violin, corresponds to this type of song called Maskil. Maskil, we said, is Yesod. Okay? Maskil Yesod, if you remember, Yesod is the tree of knowledge of good or evil. The breeds yes, so it can be used for holiness, to reproduce. Or, or Chas Shalom, destruction. It's or Maskil or Meshakel. When it is Allah, lesson 19, Maskil or Meshakel. So Naval are the letters for Lavan. Rabbi Nachman says in lesson 19, if you remember, Lavan is the Klippa of Targum. Because Lavan spoke Targum. He wrote in the Torah, it says, Yaakov called it galed. In the pact between Lavan and Yaakov. Yaakov called it Gal Ed. What did Lavan call it? In Aramaic. Yegar Sahaduta. It's not even Hebrew, it's Aramaic. There's Aramaic in the the Chumash, isn't that amazing? The Aramaic is Lavan. Rabbi Nachman teaches that Lavan wanted to call it in Aramaic to enforce his klipa on that pact that was made between him and Yaakov. So he called it Yegar Saduta. So Rabbi Nachman teaches there that Lavan, Bilam, okay, and even 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 Haman and Amalek, they're the representation of Aramaic, Targum. What's Aramaic? Aramaic is an interface language. You have the holy tongue, the Shona Kodesh, and you have the language of the 70 nations. Interface language is Aramaic, because Aramaic is half Kodesh, Aramaic. half Chol, okay. All the the, the the Gemara is written in Aramaic. The Zohar is written in Aramaic because these tzaddikim who wrote them, Rav Ashi wrote the Gemara and Rabbi Shomu Bar Yochai put together the Zohar, they wanted to elevate the good in the Targum, to elevate it to the kedusha. so they wrote Torah in Aramaic to fix it. Okay, that's the whole idea of Talmud Bavli. We went into this a lot in lesson 19, fine. So Lavan is the Kippah back in the last a year yeah, ago, yes. Yeah. So Naval happens to be the letters of Lavan, because the violin is such a powerful instrument, it can draw you to the kedusha when it's played, or chas to the other side. That's the power of the violin more than any other. And this I heard from Mequbalim, by the way. Mekubalim they told me that there's nothing in the Kabbalah like the violin. The violin is like, pshh. It really, because here also, it's yesod. It corresponds to yesod. That's where the whole thing is. The whole thing is in yesod. That's the breed. So the violin can take you, sweep you away to Kedushah or can take your way to the Tuma. That's the idea of the power of the, of the violin. That's a Neville, okay? That's why the told Yaakov, I would have sent you out with Tupim and Mecholot. Tupim and Mecholot. was Tupim. We didn't get yet to Tupim and Mecholot. That's a good thing, though. Oh, uh, well, then... The, he said, I would have, if you asked me permission, I would have sent you with Tupim and Mecholot. It seems Tupim and Mecholot are connected Netzach and Chesed. and We'll get into that hopefully. Good thing. And also, what does it say, Kinor? Uh, no, never does it say Kinor ve Ugav. Kinor and Ugav is by Yuval, Parashat Bereshit, right? The, the, the grandson of uh, of, uh, of Kaim, who's the one who invented the musical instruments for idolatry, mm-hmm. right? He's the one who made the uh, Kinor ve Ugav. Is that the passive there in Bereshit? You remember that? Mm-hmm. I think it's Kinorve Ugav is mentioned there. I'm not such a musician, but I'm doing our best to try to go into this, okay? <laughs> Kinor, Kinor seems to be keneged shir and shir is chochma kinor, the Zohar says, is made up of two words ner, a candle and kavav kavav is gemat 26 that's yud Vavke. the candle to open the light for yud Vavke. that's a kinor, a harp the power of the harp <laughs> is to arouse sheer, which is chochma okay, it's the ner, the candle to show you what's actually there you don't see it. You need a candle to see in the darkness, ah, now I can see. You see the yud kevavke, which starts with yud, which is chokhmah, the beginning, the emanation starts from chokhmah, yud kevavke. That's just a hint on the side. We'll stop here. We'll continue, hopefully, because uh, there's much more depth here. But it seems Rav have no sin. afterwards, says v'ne'emar, and also it says, he brings this whole chapter, because in this chapter, you have the two together. You have the four, Pashtut, Kaful, Meshulash, and the ten types of melody, but in the format now of musical instruments, which correspond to the ten types of nigun, and they're put together. It seems Yehovasand is hinting that vneimar. That say that this in this chapter alone, we have another step hint. Rabbi Nachman brought psukim to show that it's machnia. In this chapter, I don't see that it's machnia. Rav says, and, and also like it says, why is saying it also like it says? That once we have this psukim from Rabbi Nachman, the 10 psukim of the bracha, ashray, maskel, etc. that he brings, then Rav no says that everything is hinted to in the last chapter. we will go to it more, the Hashem. There's much more, I'm, 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 I'm dis- discovering this. Let's hope we're on the right track. But we should know that there's a lot of depth here in the Tikkun Akali, and it's not a joke. And it should be said as much as possible. Uh, and... Uh, with uh not a skip a day visitation, which we often say every day presentation to be continued. Okay,